0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Real Science Podcast. A podcast where three, in this case two, highly qualified professionals pick a movie and then pick a part of the science. My name is Michael Pace.
1: And I am Sean Crosson.
0: Today we have a special episode. Our our tiny boy, Kenan, because he's the smallest out of all of us, is not here.
1: That is true. Kenan tiny man, Smith, is not here. <laughs> um, and that's because... It's not because he hates he hates the listeners. He's a very he does hate the listeners. No, no, no. I would never say that because Kenan would never do that to the listeners. But he does hate us. He really, why.
0: he really does hate us. Yeah. He might hate himself right now though more than he hates us because he's spending a lot of time working on his dissertation. Yes, so that he can get that that PhD that Dr. Sean Crosson <laughs> also has.
1: True. Yes. Yeah. Kenan Kenan's dissertation is due. So we are recording today on the sixth, which. Stormy, when our episode would release, but we were all out of town traveling, and we apologize for the late release. But we do—we'll be back on track for the next episode. And Kenan still couldn't make the recording because his dissertation is due on Friday, so he will be back next week for your regularly regularly scheduled programming.
0: Yeah, it's been it's been a busy it's been a busy past week. Yeah,
1: it's been a little crazy um, for us. <laughs> so, Chase, yes, Sean. Oh, you're that. Okay.
0: Do we have any disclaimers? For this podcast that we do.
1: Well, I'm glad you asked, Pace, because, as usual, we do have some disclaimers. Uh, as you all know, the listeners, we are uh, three scientists, and that means that we're going to pick apart some of the minutiae... Two scientists. Well, yes, two scientists. <laughs> we're going to pick apart uh, some of the minutiae of the movie. It can get a little nitty-gritty, and we're going to talk about a lot of the science details. Also, uh, we do curse... We do, do curse curse. We do curse. We do sometimes say a few curse words. So, you know, put your kids to bed unless they're cool. and then <laughs> Unless they can the hang. Yeah, unless they can hang.
0: We do like that nitty gritty gritty just getting there and, and they're all nice and deep like.
1: Also, the movies that we generally cover tend to be either PG-13 or R most of the time. So it's like, true, I guess. The yeah. movies are generally going to be for adults anyways. Um, wow, we need
0: to find like a, a good like science movie that kids can watch so that we can bring in our new dem- demographic, that mm. being kids age 8 to 13. It's
1: all about the branding, right? It's all about it the is branding. It's all
0: about the branding.
1: <laughs> Let's think about it. Maybe we could do like a... Door the Explorer. <laughs> door the Explorer. Um, there's a lot of science there. There's a
0: lot of science in Door the Explorer. Uh, we could probably do Blue's Clues.
1: Blue's Clues? I, I mean, <laughs> there's tons of science in Blue's Clues. Everyone knows so that. So much. So much. Yeah. Um, and I could do a great blue impression. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Can, can you do it now? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, what was that blue? Is it? <laughs> is it, is it, is it is, oh, blue? What's face doing? <laughs> is it mail time? Here's the... Okay, we can't do that. We, can, we, can, we can't <laughs>
0: yeah. keep doing this. All right. Uh, what movie did we watch
1: Okay. this so, time? So this week, we watched Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Which, I know that is a long title. It's a movie that came out in 2011. Yes. Starring James Franco. Yes. And uh, John Lithgow. Yes. And I do not know the name of the lead female, but her name is getting pulled up right now on IMDb. The lead actress is Frida Pinto. Oh,
0: and Tom Felton is in this. And? Our good old blondie Draco Malfoy. That's
1: right. That's right. <laughs> Draco Malfoy's in this. And you know what? I'm going to refer to him as Malfoy the entire time. I'm. I'm sure he loves that, but he probably doesn't listen. So. no,
0: probably not, but that's because he's still a dick in the movie. So <laughs> he's
1: very good at playing a dick. <laughs> yes, he is. Um, <clears throat> okay, so this week we watched Rise of the Planet of the Apes.
0: Not to be confused with the Planet of the Apes, uh, Dawn of Dawn the of the Planet of the Apes, of the Apes and all other eight Planet of the Apes films that have been made in the past or, like, 40 years.
1: War of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, or there's whatever yeah, there's a lot of weird ones. there's in, a lot. Or Kong. It's not Kong. (laughs) It's definitely not Kong Skull Island. Yes, it's not Kong Skull Island. No. No. So, this movie was actually suggested to... So, okay. This movie wasn't explicitly suggested, but we got an email from listener Anthony Martinez, and he was um, asking us about some of the events of the happening and comparing it to Planet of the Apes, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. And this gave us the idea, hey, we should cover Rise of the Planet of the Apes. So... Thank you, Anthony, for your email and your suggestion. We're going to give you credit for this movie suggestion because I don't think it would have done it without you. But I think it turned out pretty good.
0: We wouldn't have, and we're really glad that we did it. Yeah. I think there was more science sprinkled into this than we realized. Yeah. At the onset.
1: All right, you ready? Should we jump Dude, into the I'm plot? Dude, I'm ready.
0: Just let's just like just really get loosey goosey. Let's and get loosey
1: goosey. Stretch, ready to into go. The plot. Okay.
0: So. Oh, one more quick thing. Uh, Caesar, who's like the primary uh, ape. Uh, character in the film is actually um, is played by Andy Serkis who does a lot of these sort of uh, these sort of CGI generated um, uh, figures in films like Gollum and Lord of the Rings and things like that. Uh, So I figured that was worth mentioning.
1: Yes, good point. Um, Okay, so this movie uh, opens up with a hunt scene in the jungle. Yes. So it looks like they're presumably, you wouldn't know if they're poachers or, or what, but there are people hunting a bunch of chimpanzees in the wild. And they capture some. And then the next scene is these chimpanzees in a lab. As far as how realistic this is, so chimpanzee, for those of you that don't know, chimpanzee research does not get carried out that often nowadays um, because chimpanzees are extremely intelligent. Yeah. They're also, you know, they're large animals. They're hard to work with, but they're also, the main thing is that they're extremely intelligent. So it's considered generally unethical to do a lot of research on chimpanzees. Most, like, clinical testing of, like, disease treatments in non human primates is in macaques. Right. Which are, which are monkeys. Monkeys, not mm. apes. Right. They have a lower level of intelligence, and it's thought to be more ethical to do testing on them than it is on chimps. And we're not going to necessarily get into that, but...
0: It's a controversial topic, uh, the the degree of which animal research should be done. But nonetheless, it is happening in this film with chimpanzees. And this this film was made in 2011. Um, I'm not sure the degree of chimpanzee research that was going on in 2011.
1: I'm going to venture a guess, an educated guess, that um companies in America are not doing chimpanzee research on yeah. wild captured chimpanzees there's just no way that's, that's the other
0: thing so these are these are wild captured animals I think that a lot of the times it, it makes more sense and I know this is done um in certain labs with, with other types of, of animals you you raise the the animals you're going to be experimenting experimenting on in captivity uh and so they they don't no, they aren't taken away from their natural environment in order to, in order to uh, be be experimented upon.
1: Right. So this is already sort of like not the most feasible intro to a movie. Right. But then we end up in this lab, right? And so the whole purpose of this lab is they're trying to develop a cure for Alzheimer's. Yes. Right. And the way they do this is by doing a gene therapy approach, and they have this drug called ALZ112. Yes. Um. Do you, I guess I'd try to go over some gene therapy stuff.
0: Well, so they, yeah, they say it's gene therapy. Why don't you, yeah, give us, like, a little breakdown on what, like, the traditional gene therapy strategy is. Okay. In in the current state of gene therapy research.
1: Okay, so gene therapy, as, like, a principle, all it means is that if you have some sort of, you're basically introducing external genetic material, like DNA, into an organism... And getting them to express that gene in their cells. Yes. So if you you basically say, for an example, if you have someone with a recessive disease, like hemophilia is a disease where you don't have a clotting factor for your blood. So your blood will just not clot if you right. get a cut and it's very dangerous. But people with hemophilia, it's a recessive genetic disease. So they don't have a functional copy of this gene and for a gene therapy treatment you would give them a working copy of this gene and they would make the clotting factor that they need in their own cells so that's like one of the main principles of gene therapy yes so they're trying to apply that to treat alzheimers which is not an infeasible thing
0: no it's not and and along the lines of gene therapy there's there's also i guess it would could be called like a subsection of it is is gene editing right mm-hmm. where you can use certain like biotechnological tools to, like, edit existing genes, especially if if you want to, like, knock them out or make them not active if the gene is bad and it causes a disease or something. Um, But in the movie, they say that ALS-12 is a gene therapy that allows the brain to create its own new cells to repair damage that has happened to the brain. And they basically call this neurogenesis. Um, And they say, but at their company, GeneSys is the cure to alzheimer's disease (laughs) and it's a very very dramatic opening uh science bomb that they that they drop
1: Um, very dramatic
0: yes and the question is how feasible is just like maybe let's say in the current state of alzheimer's research how feasible can can this be to do this so like first the idea of neurogenesis Neurogenesis is basically the creation of new neurons in the adult brain. This is actually a really, really hot topic of research. Uh, it, people are always asking, can you create new neurons, um, you know, after a certain age, once your brain is fully developed, right? And it's still, the word is still out on that. Um, there's been a few conflicting studies in regards to if it happens or not. Um, a couple of places where we thought that neurogenesis occurred was In two places. One was the olfactory bulb, Mm -hmm. which you know a lot about. Wait, no, you don't. You're Taste Boy. (laughs) I I forgot.
1: (laughs) I have been to some lectures on olfactory, but that's like (laughs) about it. So,
0: um, and then the hippocampus, which is important for memory. But there's recently there was another conflicting study that came out that suggested, oh, maybe it's not as much neurogenesis as we thought. So it's, it's undecided. But anyway, they're using gene therapy here, which implies that they know a gene that is either they can target it or affect it in some way and cure alzheimers that's implied by this right yes
1: which is already like so that is one fundamental hurdle that people have to reach in order Ex- to develop a treatment it's like it's the this. hardest
0: like which we the currently
1: part. don't know right? yes. like we currently don't have a, something like oh if they had this gene they wouldn't have alzheimers that's right. not the way like the disease is more complex than that it's not like a simple recessive di- not saying like Hemophilia is easy to cure. It's just from a gene therapy standpoint, we know what we need to express. Right. And with Alzheimer's, that's not necessarily no. known.
0: I mean, 35 years of Alzheimer's research, you don't know what you don't, we still don't know what causes it. You just, we just know various uh, things that it's characterized by in the human brain. Um, we, there is no one gene that causes Alzheimer's because in, in in like ninety-five percent of Alzheimer's patients, they're called sporadic patients because there's no genetic component or gene causing factor that we know about. Right. So
1: it doesn't mean it doesn't exist, but it's also likely that it's multiple genetic yes. factors all combined yes. and stuff like that. So, so yeah, difficult to treat from a gene therapy. It's as really well. hard.
0: It's really um, hard.
1: But nonetheless, James Franco did it. Oh, he
0: he done did <laughs> so,
1: it. So it's I felt like it was kind of. Not, like, to knock James Franco. It's just really interesting seeing him as a scientist in a movie because I just don't picture him as a scientist. From
0: Pineapple Express to Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah.
1: I mean, he's a pretty versatile actor. He's is. a lot of things. He is. Um, But so where we start out in this movie is he... James Franco is the lead scientist on this project, and they, as far as we see in the movie, they have one chimpanzee that they've treated, and they are doing some sort of behavioral testing to test cognition, and essentially showing that, like, right. so these chimps don't have Alzheimer's. They're just chimpanzees. And they're yes. testing the drug for toxicity. And I guess they're also testing for, like, enhanced cognition. Right. Which I, I guess they're they're testing to see if their cognition is, un, is affected or I not. I mean, we know? can
0: still question if, if that's useful to do, though, because, that, okay, they say if you inject this drug uh, into your into your subject, then they're going to create new brain cells. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you don't necessarily have a way of knowing. Again, we don't know all the details about the drug, right? right but right. we don't really have a way of knowing where in the brain the new cells are going, and if that would actually lead to enhanced cognition.
1: Right. It's. I, I'm assuming they're testing behavioral a- outcomes because if something is happening in the brain, they're hoping to see it yes. reflected in a behavioral test. Yes. And what they end up finding out. Um, is that the monkey, which they've named Bright Eyes, sorry, yeah. ape, named Bright Eyes. Yes, they, dude. Not monkey, ape. Yeah, make
0: sure we're PC in this podcast. Okay,
1: <laughs> okay all right. Sorry, face. Um, <laughs> the ape that they're testing, that they named Bright Eyes, is displaying signs of enhanced cognition. Yes. And that is not something that they were expecting or that they were trying to do necessarily. So they're implying that when they're treating a healthy chimpanzee, they're actually increasing their intellect. Right. And this is a very, like, vague area in the movie. It's just, like, overall intelligence gets increased. Right. They don't know talk about, like, mechanistically where in the brain this would happen, which is a smart move because I it don't is. think that we... There are areas of the brain that we know are, like, involved in learning and stuff, but I, you couldn't say, like, oh, if this area of your brain was bigger, you would be smarter. Right. That's not, like, something that we have any knowledge of or yeah. that, that even... Necessarily exists, so
0: right. Well, learning and memory is it, it's learning itself is still a very, like is still a complex neurological process. This is not completely understood, um, but what basically happens to this monkey, they do just really, really well on this basically task that involves like moving rings around on this little this little platform between three poles. But you can't put a larger ring on top of a smaller ring. He did it in like ne- nearly perfectly. This this chimpanzee. Um, she. Was it a she? Because
1: she has a baby. Wait, oh, we'll get to that later. Shit. <laughs> but yeah. You're right. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so yes. She does very well. And then basically this, James Frankel learns about it, and he's off to propose from this just one monkey. One monkey. We gotta go into one trials, one boys. Is, yeah. It's always the end of one in yeah. these movies that we watch. They get one miraculous result in one subject, and then it's just We're off to the races.
1: Yeah, so he literally goes to his boss, like, Jacobs, or whatever his name is, and he's like, this is ready for people. Let's go. Yeah. And, of course, he's like, well, we have to convince the board. Because there's always, like, the money-focused, like, company head in these movies, right? So the guy's like, we have to approve... The board has to approve this first, but, like, go ahead and present with them, and if they approve it, then we'll go to people. Right. So, essentially... James Franco, which we've alluded to this already, that James Franco is giving a presentation to the board, and he says, like, we've developed a, uh, this ALZ-112 is, um, what, increasing neurogenesis yes. in the monkeys, and we yes. call this a cure for all Right. And right as he says that, so on a separate scene, uh, Franklin is one of his lab assistants who's yeah. been working with the chimps, and He's trying to get Bright Eyes to come out of her cage because they're going to show her increased cognition to the uh, board members. And while this is happening, she's being very reluctant to come out. She's, like, being standoffish, kind of, like, threatening them. Right. And they essentially force her out of her cage, and she goes on a fucking rampage and just starts, like, ruining the lab, like, terror. She's not actually trying to hurt anybody, but she's, like freaking out. Yes, she's freaking out. She jumps through the projector and a police security guard shoots her and she dies on the table Yep, right in front of the board. It's a huge fiasco.
0: Yep. And then, of course, when anything like this happens, it's not surprising that they are going to stop researching this drug because it produces this behavior and their so-called like prize chimpanzee or their most promising case, then they're going to cut the funding, especially at a company. Right.
1: So, they're, they're assuming that, like, her lash out of behavior is due to the drug they've given right, her. Right, And they're like, well, this obviously isn't safe, so we're cutting it. Yes. I mean, I don't know if that's, like, again, still an N of 1 could be caused by something that wasn't the drug. Right. But they don't investigate it. They don't do any follow-up. Nope. They just, like, you know, shut it down. Dunzo. Um, yeah. But
0: then we learn mm-hmm. an important... There are two... D- two important factors that are about to get introduced here. One is that this monkey bright-eyes had a little baby. Yep. A little baby boy. And she was was, was actually just being protective of the small child as opposed to being just irrationally violent. Right. Right. I think she perceived, like, uh, a threatening presence from from the humans. And And they were trying to remove her. Yeah, yeah. Right. right. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, And so then, basically, James Franco gets guilted into taking home this baby monkey uh, as a pet, and we learn that James Franco is living with his parents, your, or are they his living father. with him? It's his like, father,
1: and I think like a like an aide. yes, yeah, yes. some healthcare professional, yes, yes, who's helping with his father's um, condition. And
0: so we learn that his father, if if doesn't if, if he doesn't have Alzheimer's, he at least has like, full-blown dementia and is and is not doing very well. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes me think that James Franco might be a little
1: emotionally compromised here. Right, which they do allude to in the movie. Yes. When he's going to present to the board, Jacobs is like, you know, focus on your data. Yes. Don't focus on your N of 1. And uh, <laughs> Ironically yeah, enough. And, like, don't let your emotions get carried away because he obviously, James Franco, is motivated to find a cure for Alzheimer's, not just because of his job, but because his father is suffering from the disease yes. and getting progressively worse. Yes. Um, and his father is played by John Lithgow. Yes. So, yeah, he brings home, and one, one key mm-hmm. factor of, like, this genetic treatment, aside from the cognition, is there is apparently some pigmentation, green coloring in the iris of the eyes so you know yes parts surrounding your pupil that people have different colors yes they and that's why they call the monkey the ape bright eyes it's, because it's of like, green pigment
0: it's the trademark of the enhanced cognition from this drug yeah is right. the is the green eyes um
1: and the baby monkey which they named caesar also has these green eyes
0: yes um, yes and uh so i think that james franco when he sees that he probably thinks oh that's that's kind of strange. Yeah. Um. But then we basically, I think we can maybe do a little like hodgepodge of what like happens next. With, yeah. With what they do in
1: the movie too. They yeah. Kind of, like, they fast do. forward like three years. Like
0: the the monkey the I keep saying monkey. The ape. The ape. The chimpanzee. Just call
1: him Caesar. His
0: name's C- Caesar. Caesar uh, grows up with James Franco in his house, and I think it's like five years later. or so. Well, we'll say that. We'll do these separately. So, like the monkey grows up, and the monkey my god, the chimpanzee, Caesar, (laughs) is learning at just, like, a rapid pace. And it's like, he's able to do things, uh, like, tasks and tests that are better. He's able to perform better in these tasks and tests, better than, like, a human counterpart would be able to.
1: Right. I do want to touch on this concept of passing the treatment on to the next generation, Yeah, that's, yes, we should talk about it. Because this is definitely, so it's really, like, James Franco doesn't know this when he first takes Caesar home, but he figures this out pretty fast. Like, this this ape is a lot smarter than a normal ape, and, like, he teaches him sign language and stuff, so it's, he's obviously very advanced, but this concept of passing on genetic material from a gene therapy treatment is, like, a very real concept that, like, gene therapists, like have discussed and are very aware of because that is a theoretical possibility with certain types of treatments i always, I always thought it wasn't it's I, like for mo- for the most part it's not mm-hmm. It's it, for the most part it doesn't happen but it's something that has been considered because there are also some diseases that people have discussed like you could genetically edit someone's gametes that's like what i was it would have to be in the sex cells so that it would be passed on intentionally yes but so so essentially for this to happen right for a gene therapy treatment to be passed on from a parent to an offspring you would have to deliver this gene and in the movie they're using a virus which yes. is like a common way that genes are delivered right it would have to deliver the genetic material to the reproductive organs right so the mom, Bright Eyes, would have had to have her over her um, ovarian eggs infected with this virus to yep. put the genetic material in them. Yep. and that is extremely infeasible for a gene therapy virus that is targeting the brain. It doesn't make any sense because the thing is, like, when humans get infected with viruses, right? Viruses target specific populations of cells intentionally. Like, not just even gene therapy, but just in real life. Like, when you get a cold, right? Everyone's had a cold before. Yeah. What are the symptoms of a cold face?
0: Well, I sneeze all over everything. Okay. And then I spread my germs to the world around me.
1: Yes, but you, it's respiratory, right? Like you It is reinos, respiratory. You don't have uh, stomach problems necessarily from a cold. It is concentrated
0: like, to, one, to one area.
1: You don't necessarily get, like, you don't get, like... inflammation of your brain from a cold, right? right? It's concentrated to a certain cell population. Yes. So if you developed a virus that is going to infect neurons in the brain and induce neurogenesis, it's unlikely that this virus would also infect your reproductive
0: That's a really, really good point. I mean, and just for the record, there are specific types of viruses used for gene therapy that are better for neurons Mm -hmm. compared to other types of viruses. So yeah, this type of technology exist so they could use that this is also what uh, people do the same same thing with like um, our researchers do the same type of strategy if they're developing um, immunotherapy treatments for neurological diseases they use the viruses that are specific for neurons right so there's really little um, very little precedent yeah, for the gametes to be infected by this virus, right? Is it's, what you're saying?
1: It's it's basically theoretically possible. Yes, but in practice, unless you're specifically trying to target them, it's ex- extremely unlikely that it would even happen. Like, and when I say extremely unlikely, I mean in the current therapies we have now, they test that outcome to see if there's any transduct, any like infection in the reproductive organs, and yeah. there's none.
0: Right. Seen. So like, it's not, not going to happen.
1: So it's not going to happen.
0: Unless well, some freak accident.
1: Yeah. Like. So back to the plot. I just wanted to get that out there. No, it's so good. I so wanted to talk about that. People afraid of gene therapy. You know, like, you shouldn't be afraid of. Gene no, therapy. don't be afraid of gene therapy. It's, <laughs> it's the way of the future. It
0: is. So designer babies, red hair, blue no, eyes. No, no, that's
1: totally different. Black
0: teeth. Oh, okay, no, that's a
1: Gattaca- Black
0: teeth. Yeah, sure. Black teeth. Is there a gene that that's, controls that? That's edgy as hell.
1: You just get rotten teeth. No, black isn't like sleek. You mean like jet black? Like jet? Yeah, uh-huh. Like yeah. Okay, okay, we're going to get back to the plot. Okay, sorry, we're We're going to talk about the movie. Caesar, progressing at a rapid intellectual rate. He's
0: doing very good.
1: And you can tell, like, James Franco was going to get rid of him, right? He was like, oh, we'll have him for a few days, and I'll send him to a home or something. And he grows attached to him, and he's like, I love this monkey, this ape, he's my best friend. And they, you know, kind of raise him, like like a child, almost.
0: And bear in mind, during this time that they're raising Caesar uh james franco also gives the drug to his dad
1: yes he um, sees the advanced uh state the advanced state that caesar's in realizes it's from the drug yep. and he's like my dad is getting worse and worse it's you know, time let's right? it's give time it a go, go this drug
0: i mean he's gonna die yeah.
1: so this is a drug that's never been tested in humans yep right which like never gone through any clinical trials yep. it's been tested in one monkey yep it got passed onto her offspring, which is a pretty crazy unintended it's side, like, side effect. And they shut down the experiment because they thought that it was from wild behavioral swings. Yes.
0: Yeah. But here's the th- and I, And that's all completely irrational. It is crazy. It is ridiculous to even consider giving this drug to a human. Yes. But. But. And this goes back. This is a recurring theme in the movies we watch. We talked about it last week, two weeks ago. With Dallas Buyers Club, if you have people that are terminal, that are terminally ill, what have you got to lose, though? What do you got to lose? And I mean, given this could have, you could have had nasty as hell side effects. Uh, it could have not not worked at all. Um, I mean, I think at this point, and I don't, even, I don't even think that his dad could consent to to being to get to getting the drug. Could he? I mean,
1: I don't think he did. Well, he definitely didn't because he was in a very like confused mental state. Yeah. So he definitely yeah. wasn't like, "Yeah, I'll take this new experimental." I, therapy. I was more
0: thinking about the legal r- ramifications of like James Franco just like administering the drug to his dad. Um, but I'm more just making the emotional argument, of course. Aside from the logical one that, of course, drugs have to go through clinical trials. But if you're in the if you're like if you're gonna die, and because people, well, for just for the audience information, once you start seeing the effects of Alzheimer's, like the they become noticeable to your friends and family, you have to, like average of eight years left, and yeah. then and then you die. Um, and so, his dad
1: seemed in a very, pretty severe storm. Yeah,
0: yeah, it wasn't so. just like It wasn't just, you know, forgetting someone's Name, like a family member's name It wasn't just, like, misplacing your keys Every once in a while, he'd forgotten that he doesn't Drive
1: Right, he um, thought his, he thought James Franco had a chemistry exam Like, that it was, yeah, like a kid and yeah. stuff So
0: It was, he was at least, he was showing the moderates At least moderate dementia Right. So, I mean, it is what it is
1: Yeah, so James Franco treats him Definitely not an ethical thing to do, I would say. Oh, no. Obviously. But he does it. Yes. And uh, overnight, so he gives him this drug. This drug is injected intravenously, so yes. it just goes straight into your vein, and apparently it gets into the brain and has great effects. Yes. So if I can make a gene therapy vector that just delivers something to the brain going in the bloodstream, that's already something that people want to do. So, why, so you just, why don't you just do that? Well, I should just do what James Franco did. Why don't you
0: just... Well, you just—you just—you
1: just, you just, didn't my you just whole, said my whole dissertation's garbage now. James Franco already solved it. <laughs> he did. So, yeah. yeah, Um So his dad starts improving drastically, right?
0: Like the next—the next morning, he's playing piano. It happens like, so fast.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the arguments that James Franco is like, "My dad is not only not getting sicker; he's like better than he was before." Yeah, you know. Yeah. So this is. This is a pretty big feat. So, with Caesar, he starts getting to the age where there's some, like, Caesar's becoming more aware that he's like, I'm an ape living in a society with humans. I'm, like, not looked at the same way as they are. He can sign. He's fluent in sign language with James Franco. So, they essentially can speak. You know, they have a full language repertoire of words they can use.
0: And throughout the movie, he appears to understand English.
1: Yeah, he's, I mean, uh, he <laughs> understands the English coming from James Franco <laughs> and just signs back to him. Yeah. Which is interesting because, like, sign language and English are different languages. Yes, they are. Like, they use the same word base. Like, American Sign Language yes. uses an English word yes, base. But sentence structure is very different. Like, it's not that you can't do it. It's not that you can't hear English and... You know, right? Like output sign language. It's just, it's just interesting to see that. Like, that is a pretty complex thing. It for is. A to, it is. That means that Caesar is basically translating this into sign language. It's
0: unfortunately all handwavy because we don't know exactly what the effects of this drug are in regards to you know and like where you're getting these new cells created, these yeah. new brains, these new uh, these new neurons, um, because there are like certain areas of the brain. They're called Broca's area. And Wernicke's area, they're in your temporal lobe and the, I think, the back part of your frontal lobe. But basically, these are both used for, they're used for language production. In the case of Broca's, I believe, in language comprehension for Wernicke's. So, mm-hmm. you know, th- this is just completely spitballing here. But it's its possible that, oh, maybe the effect of this drug is that, you know, uh, in this chimpanzee, he's has a much, much further advanced Wernicke's area and... For some reason, is able to is able to learn quickly uh, how to comprehend language from James Franco, with because he's he's living in it with James Franco for for years and years, right? And if he's performing better than human counterparts at certain like cognitive tests, who knows what he could begin to understand? I don't know. I mean, it's all based upon this crazy drug.
1: Yeah, it's kind of smart that they left it a little vague because they're yes. trying to make this like ape develop like human level intelligence and understanding and communication. Like not, it's not that apes aren't capable of extreme understanding and communication. It's just that like his behaviors are human, basically. Yes. yes. Well, that's the that's
0: the. I mean that that's the weirdest part. of That probably wouldn't be yeah. there. It, if a freak thing like this were even be pl- even be plausible, which it's not, um, then that probably wouldn't be happening. I wouldn't think.
1: Right. But 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 as far as the non science goes, um, well, actually, I guess so. There's one brief part. So as his Father's getting better and Caesar's doing great. Uh, James Franco goes back to GenSai, which is the company or gensys, Gen-Sys whatever Genesis, yeah. the company that he worked at or he still works at. Yes, goes to his boss and is like, "Hey, we need to revisit this drug." And he's like, "Oh, that drug doesn't work. Like you're all hung up on." It. He's like, "No, it works. I treated my dad with it, and one <laughs> of the monkeys got gen- it got the genetic material passed on, yeah. and it, they're." The monkey's really smart, and my dad is playing piano like freaking Mozart or something. (laughs) Yes. So, of course, Jacob's, like, dollar signs flash in his eyes, and he's like, we have to get started on this immediately. Yeah. And he basically just says, like, I'll get you whatever you need. No problem. We'll do this research, which is... How about that? It's... it's How about that? 100% unrealistic, right? So, companies, private companies can operate with a little more leeway than, like scientists at universities that are funded by the federal government right because you know they have their own money they can do with it what they want but there are still or governmental organizations like the fda the food drug administration mm-hmm. uh the IACUC, the institutional animal care and use committee
0: nice i was not going to um, be able to, to, re- to recite that, yeah, that acronym stands for there's
1: me. so there are like institutions that are set up to monitor the ethical treatment of animals. So you can't just go like, I'm a private company, I'll just buy some monkeys for research. Yeah, you still you have, have to follow the You still have to get stuff approved. Yes. You can expedite stuff because you don't have to wait for money to come in. You have it up front. Right. But like... There are still regulations in place that obviously are just being ignored in this movie somehow. I don't know how they're able to do stuff about it.
0: I don't know. I mean, okay. I think it would depend because it's in the
1: U.S. This is set in California, the U.S. It's not like they're marketing the drug overseas. Let's
0: let's just let's just let's just create a nice a nice thought experiment here. So okay, I'm all ears. they were previously doing this with with chimpanzees before the debacle, right? Okay, okay. with alls one twelve, yes, the original form of the drug. Yes. And...
1: With a chimpanzee.
0: With with a chimpanzee. I'm not sure if multiple chimpanzees got it or not. Or if it's just the one.
1: They killed other ones, but...
0: so then, Yeah, who knows. So, they were doing the chimpanzees. Didn't go well. Right? We don't know, like, to what degree they kind of, like, curtailed the project. So, who's to say that if, he, if, if you wanted to reinitiate the project that you wouldn't be able... They were able to pass the... I'm saying... They were able to pa- like get past the regulations before it went out a second time. Unless the incident that occurred at the beginning of the film was a limiting factor.
1: I mean, sure, but when you kill all of the animals that you already had involved yeah. in the study, yeah. there's a re- you have to report what's going on. You're not like, Oh, we just did that. It wouldn't have looked good. You you're have right. to you do that and you say, like, oh, we did this because this adverse event happened yes. and this drug is deemed unsafe. Right, and then you stop the trials. They did
0: have an. It was all Then so basically, at this point in the movie, like James Franco had real. Um, his his dad was starting to get worse, which we'll talk about. Yeah, and he we'll basically created a new version of the drug called Alls One Thirteen.
1: Well, well, okay, okay. So let's say, so James Franco asked Jacobs to do this, right? He's like, we want to yes. continue researching yes. it, and he's saying he tells him as part of this, I'm treating my dad. He's gotten better, but he's getting worse. Yes, because his body is fighting off the virus that we're using to treat him. Right. So we Jacob's is like, okay, go ahead. We're going to do more research. So yes, right. Right. that is part of the reason he's trying to get the company to like, take this back up because he's like, it's really promising and it's working, but it's not good enough. I need something better. Yeah. Yeah. So he needs, he
0: says he needs a more aggressive viral strain and a faster delivery system.
1: Right. So the virus,
0: and that will should solve the problem. I'm not sure how this would solve the problem. First off, these are hand-wavy terms like a more aggressive
1: virus. Yeah, term. aggressive like, is like not a descriptive term.
0: Yes. And like no matter how fast it's delivered into your system it doesn't change the fact that your body can still make antibodies against
1: the virus, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah. So, that's just kind of like and you know, insert like so pl- plot jumping point here. If
1: you want to hear my scientific analysis on Lay it on me just these concepts in the movie? Yes. First off, James Franco is giving his dad doses of this treatment once a month. Which is weird. Which I don't think would be necessary with a gene therapy treatment. Because the idea of gene therapy is that you're giving the person's cells the ability to express a protein or something. You're giving them the genetic material so that they can do the work. Yes. When you're giving someone, like, a normal drug, it goes in their bloodstream for, like, x amount of hours like four hours six hours whatever and then it gets excreted from their body when you give someone a gene or dna it stays in their cells on purpose and the cells continuously make the thing so the idea is that gene therapy should be a one-time treatment it's not that it will always be that way there are cases where you could potentially have the cells die and you need to do another treatment yes that is a possibility but once a month it's a little crazy. That means he's getting his cells and his brain infected with a virus once a month. That's yes. a pretty risky thing to yeah. do. There
0: are two things I want to say here. Yeah. One, like you say, it's weird that his dad's getting the treatment once a month. Yeah. That's weird. It's, because, weird. it's weird, Not just because of the reasons you said. The chimpanzee doesn't need the treatment once a month.
1: Exactly. <laughs> he's, the chimpanzee he, has the genetic he's material. Good to go.
0: And he's fine. Right. I mean, given this is a, a young chimpanzee versus a an aged human. So there are obviously differences in those two systems, those even, two biology biolog-
1: systems. Even Bright Eyes, the initial chimpanzee they treated, they treated her once? Good to go.
0: Well, there's another reason this is weird. Because the idea of like restoring lost brain cells and Alzheimer's is a good idea and it, it is, should be like a, a therapeutic path that we pursue. But the new cells that are generated aren't going to be the same as the old ones that died so therefore you still won't see a restoration of memory because the original cells that you had those were the cells that had formed the synaptic connections that that underlie that, that, that underlie your your abilities your be able your your memories they're based upon that I you see. would you would restore the function of those brain areas and then you can start to you know you behave would... normally and and, and and form new memories But you still would have, you won't regain the ones that you lost.
1: That's a very good point that I did not think about because I am not a neuroscientist. (laughs) Neurons
0: are are fickle, my friend. That's
1: interesting. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, So even, so, you know, he like, he, uh, James Pickle came downstairs after giving his dad the drug and he was like playing the piano like crazy back Mm -hmm. how he used to be able to. Sorry. Sorry, bro. Like that's, not. you'd still have to relearn how to play the piano. You could do it. You could relearn again and get just as good as you were before, but it would take time.
1: Right. Okay. That's an interesting point. All right. So, the genesis or whatever decides to go on with this treatment, and they're trying to make a a more aggressive strain of the virus, which, again, that doesn't mean anything. We don't know what it means. What that means for the movie is that they want to make their viral administration route is changed from an intravenous injection of a virus to, like, an aerosolized inhalation
0: of the virus.
1: Yeah. Um, Which, again, makes no sense at all. It doesn't make much sense. Because they're able to already deliver the virus exactly where it needs to go. In the the bloodstream. Right, in the bloodstream. And the only reason you would change the delivery route of the virus is, like, if you needed to. And
0: they know it works, so you don't need to improve the delivery route. Plus... You inject something in the bloodstream. That literally, that blood travels to the brain. Like that's really fast. Right. That's why people inject. Like that's why like in- intravenous drug use is like the fastest way to get the effect of any drug that you inject because that's it goes straight to the blood or right. it goes straight to the brain from the blood.
1: Yeah. It's so it, it really like I think the concept they came they're using this concept because like when you're thinking of like viruses that infect humans normally the ones that have that are bad for a population are ones that are spread airborne wise because like they just spread like yeah. wildfire between people but it doesn't mean that they're like stronger viruses no. or better viruses or anything like that it's just like that's just a f- biophysical aspect of the virus it doesn't it just doesn't, doesn't it have works. anything to do with how potent it is yes exactly so they make this aerosol virus yeah. and they are treating new chimps and what happens is they go to treat their first chimp, and it freaks out. It does. It breaks, so... That's another... We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> it freaks out. It, they're all wearing gas masks, but, like, that's it. They're not wearing hazmat suits or anything. They just got, like, a gas mask that they put on their face. Which, in the slab where everything is chrome and made of glass walls, like, you'd think they'd spring for, like, a hazmat suit or I mean, something.
0: I'm pretty sure they'd be in, like... What are the, i wish they would have been like a BSL 4 at this point. Like they would be yeah, or, wearing like complete body suits to, to, to like with, with ventilation systems or, that would have been more sophisticated. Or, or you
1: know what they would actually do? Instead of standing in the room and putting the mask on the monkey, they would put it on, leave the room, and then turn on the
0: machine. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't
1: make any sense. So yeah. basically they're standing there. They turn on this aerosolized machine. The monkey, uh, hits the mask off the assistant Franklin. And he inhales some virus. Yep. yep. And everyone's like, put your mask on. He's like, "Oh, am okay, fine. fine. I got the mask on. I'm good to go. <laughs> Whatever. And obviously he's not fucking fine. I we'll, mean, we'll get back to that in a minute. But yeah. So I don't know. Just this is a little more of that minutia. Yes. Why do they have a lab where they exclusively work on chimpanzees? And are completely unable to contain or restrain any of the subjects that they're working with. It's pretty like, crazy. Every They're like, oh, they strap them down to give them the treatment, and they just break through free of their restraints, like, instantly. Yeah. And, like, they have the first scene with Bright Eyes in a cage. Oh, she just breaks free. This whole... Yeah. There's no, like, code door access to separate the freaking... Board member meeting room, yeah, from the cafeteria it, it, at the lab area. It just makes no sense at all. It's not so,
0: realistic. It's not they there, there would the chimpanzee wouldn't have been able to access that area of the building that quickly. Yeah. But let's, I guess we'll, I guess we'll move on. As I feel like we can next get to the point where Caesar is. We talk about him becoming more aware of yeah, his like. State. He becomes
1: captive. He, oh. uh,
0: he becomes a lot more uh, aware of the fact that, like you say, he's a, a chimpanzee living in a, in this human's world. They've been using this new version of the drug ALZ one thirteen on this new chimpanzee. In the meantime, uh, James Franco's dad is still getting worse because his body is creating antibodies to the viral gene therapy. His dad uh, gets gets very confused, uh, has one of his um, has one of his uh, his incidents his uh, lapses in uh, cognitive function here, and he basically goes outside. And gets in the car of his, this po- poor, poor neighbor who was living next to this house that has, that houses a, an, a man with Alzheimer's and a, a very
1: smart chimpanzee. Um, <laughs> he's just, yeah, this guy, this guy just keeps waking up on the wrong side of the bed. Yeah. Like, um, he's, he's like, also kind of aggressive. He's kind like, of a
0: dick, but at the same time, he was dealt a bad hand. Yeah. Um, so he, he like, had like gotten into his car and then I guess he forgot something and was going back inside his house. So then James Franco's dad comes out and gets in the car and is like, oh, I can drive a car when he, he can't drive a car. Uh, he, like, you know, this car is parallel parked. And he, like, you know, bumps it forward and back with the cars that are in front and behind him. And then the neighbor comes out. He's pissed. And then while the neighbor is yelling at James Franco's dad, Caesar sees it from his attic fortress up in the house. His fortress
1: of solitude. His fortress of
0: solitude. And he... Bounds downstairs. Cause he actually, it's funny, like Caesar actually understands like the sign language and like the, ver- the non verbal language that's occurring between the neighbor and James Franco's dad because yeah. the neighbor is like pointing at the, at, at James Franco's dad's chest, like insinuating and like being threatening and Caesar yeah. recognizes that. So he goes down and he kind of assaults.
1: He bites the guy's finger off. He
0: bites the guy's finger off and he assaults the neighbor. And then from this point on, poor Caesar.
1: Yep, he's in captivity. He's got to go to a
0: chimpanzee home.
1: So the police come and they put him in like a, I guess it's like an animal rescue probably or something. It looks like a sad orphanage for abandoned chimpanzees basically. And Malfoy is running it. Draco Malfoy. (laughs) So it's pretty, he gets thrown in there, right? And James Franco is telling him like, I'm going to try and get you out he's like we can come home soon yeah but he essentially abandons him there because yeah. he's legally tied up with yes. this so like yes instead of putting him down they're like put him in his home and he has like a court date he's trying to set up and stuff like that so from this part of the movie on it's really like caesar in here first adapting to being with non-intelligent chimpanzees because yep. he's never been around <laughs> yep. chimpanzees his entire life And then also sort of, like, coming to grips with, like, his captivity and, like, realizing that he's being, like, abused in there and, like, trying to find a way out. Yes. So the next part of the movie um, is a lot of action. It's a lot of, like... The monkeys having a coup and like overthrowing their captors and stuff. Yeah, but there's not a whole lot of
0: science left in the film at this point. But
1: but yeah, as this is happening, like uh, James Franco takes the gaseous form, the ALZ113, this new drug, and he's going to try and treat his dad. And his dad basically is like, you know, stop. Yeah, I don't need it anymore. Just let me go. Yeah, and his father passes away. Yeah. Um. So Caesar is in captivity. His father passes away, and. There's a lot of back and forth between Caesar and Malfoy, yes. which I'm going to keep calling him that, where <laughs> Malfoy is like torturing them. He's like electrically shocking them. He's yes. spraying them with fire hoses. Like yep. it's sort of made to look like, oh, they're going to be in this nice enrichment area. Yeah. And they're just kept in cages in the back the entire time. Yeah, um, It's
0: bad news bears. Yeah. It's not great. Yeah. So then basically uh, Caesar is getting to know some of the other apes that are mm-hmm. here. The orangutan...
1: Yeah, there's the smart orangutan... The smart orangutan who, orangutan who is sign. a
0: circus orangutan who can sign, which, don't know if that's a thing.
1: The, the thing is, I think it's feasible that non-super-intelligent chimpanzees mm-hmm. that were treated with this fake drug would be able to communicate with humans. Because that is a thing. Like Chimpanzees are extremely intelligent, and you can teach them ways of communicating with people. They can't speak English, which right. we'll get to later, yes. but like they can use like keyboards that have like different pictures of things and they yes they understand like how to communicate something to get something from Correct. a human so they do. it is p- they do. maybe feasible that they could do some form of sign language i don't know if they would have the full spectrum of an entire yes, language that's
0: one thing but yeah um so he's he meets the very intelligent uh orangutan and then there's also this this gorilla what's his name buck buck young buck, buck. young buck the gorilla yeah Um, and there's also this other, this kind of like other alpha chimp that, uh, that, um, Caesar is kind of getting to know and understand the social hierarchy of the chimpanzee community that he's now a part of. Mm -hmm. But eventually we get to the point where, um, where Caesar kind of realizes that, huh, there's a lot of chimpanzees here and they're all stupid as hell. Uh, and it would be a lot more convenient if we could all work together as one united ape army.
1: Yeah, he, he wants to be free, but he also wants his... He sees how everyone else is being mistreated. Yes. And he's like, I want to help them, but I can't help them because they're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah.
0: So the next thing he does, whenever Malfoy and a bunch of his doofus friends come in and they're like messing with the chimpanzees, these are still... I mean, yeah,
1: Crab and Goyle come in with Yeah, Masnoy. yeah, and P-
0: Pansy Parkinson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so he, uh, Caesar steals a knife off of one of these, these dumbass teenagers. And then he basically uses the knife to escape. And so he then makes it back into San Francisco and he steals the new, the new version of the drug, ALZ 113, from James Franco's house.
1: Yeah. He sneaks out in the middle of the night because yes. he knows that it's there. Cause yeah. he knows that he's going to, he tried to treat, you know, he, he knows it's there because he saw him treating his father initially. Yeah
0: yeah um. he goes and steals the drug and then he basically infuses the pr- the, the primate uh, jail, cells with 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 just the entire room is filled up with this gaseous vapor uh, alz-113
1: right they conveniently have this like aerosol form of this virus and yeah. just like yeah. inoculates everybody with it
0: so well it would have taken too long to it for him to like try to it, right. would, it wouldn't have worked with a plot if he was trying to inject all exactly. of his, all of his chimpanzee friends need
1: a lot of syringes all yes, those chips
0: and so, they would have had to sit still for longer than one second yeah so then, at this point, he has this this entire army of smart chimpanzees yep. and um, other apes.
1: Yeah. So in the meantime, the Gensys what Genesis company is, yeah. they are getting promising results on their chimp that they're testing on, yep. and like, so they have started like mass production of this, which is one not how it would work no. because I mean you you could you would start developing a pipeline for how to produce something but you wouldn't just start making it before it gets approved by the FDA and before you do your phase one, two, three, four clinical trials of humans. So it's not not correct, but that's what they do. They start making a bunch of this gaseous form, this aggressive treatment for Alzheimer's, and Caesar bands together with his fellow chimpanzees and orangutans and gorilla and essentially stages a revolution. Yeah. So... there's a scene where James Franco comes to him and he's like, I'm getting you out of here. He pays off the guy who's in charge of keeping the facility and it's just like, you can come with me, like we're going home. And Caesar's like, nope, I'm I'm staying here. And he's like, shuts the cage door. He doesn't say it. He like signs like, no, I'm here. You got my new friends. Yeah, because he cares more about the chimpanzees. So they start staging this revolution. We're going to kind of blow through the last half of the movie because it's really just a giant action scene, right? Yes, they all the monkeys bust out of the place they're being held. Malfoy dies in it because he's trying to zap them all with their electric poker and, and, and then he gets blasted sprays with him with a fire, fire hose. Yeah, <laughs> sprays him with a fire hose and yep. he dies. Um they lock the other guy in a jail cell and they break into Genesis the company, because yep. Caesar now wants more of this drug because he wants to inoculate all of his monkey friends and yep. become have like a You know, planet, wow, a planet of smart chimpanzees. Wow, I never put that together. Holy shit. I'm kidding, I did Oh, okay. (laughs) But, yeah. A planet of the apes. A planet made, uh, consisting just of apes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, so once he has the the drug, he's basically, he's working on like, they go to like the zoo. They're freeing literally every ape that exists in San Francisco. He's
1: literally like, run free, brethren. And it's just like making them all smart, which apparently this drug works really fast. Yeah. Um and it's we, not feasible either. <laughs> it's
0: not. It's not feasible at all. We should also mention that whenever Caesar was younger, he was taken to the Redwood Forest
1: oh, by James yeah. Franco. He, he developed
0: with... a personal attachment to the Redwood Forest. Um, so as he and his entire ape army, it seems like they're just trying to get away from from yeah. humans in general. He's they...
1: basically trying to like convert all the apes in the city. Which they're where are they San Francisco? I think they're in San Francisco. Yeah, they're in San yeah. Francisco. He's converting all the apes in the city to smart apes, and yes. then getting away from the humans. That's yeah, which
0: what's happening. I mean, in, in the case the the I mean, they are being aggressive yeah, about in doing
1: the, so. In the humans' defense, it looks like a pretty aggressive it ramp, does, rampage. Yes.
0: Like, so, even though they're just trying to get away, they're plowing through just civilization. Um, they and have so like
1: makeshift spears and stuff. yeah, like it's they're pretty, being kind of violent. Yeah. Yes,
0: um, so. They basically get to their final obstacle, which is the Golden Gate Bridge, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so they basically strategically, I mean, long story short, they're trying, they're, the cops are trying to stop them from from doing this. And so they basically are able to overpower all the cops in these, like, cops on horses with billy clubs trying to keep these apes from leaving the city. And they make it out into the Redwood Forest. Um, and James Franco catches up with the, and is basically trying to tell Caesar like it's okay, like you can come back. I'll protect you. Yeah,
1: Jacobs is killed during this onslaught. The yes, the the you know it's just a, a point. They get his like just desserts. He's supposed to be like I guess the villain, like the yeah he does. The it's gorilla true. kills him. It's true, and he's like
0: I man. The gorilla dies too, though. Yeah, young dude, buck,
1: young buck, man. God, he was so young.
0: Long live young buck.
1: Young buck, yeah. Young buck dies
0: at the end. A very important moment. Uh, Caesar speaks. Right. In English. In English. Uh, and he says, like, like a few simple words, like, no and wait, like, in the last, like, 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Um, but it's more like
1: he's, like, it's a very guttural. Like, he's, like, yeah. kind of yelling, and yes. it sounds like no. Yes. But it's, you know, not super clear.
0: No. It's not. Yeah. But then at the very end, it becomes a little unrealistic when he basically, he when James, James Franco, like, it's very intimate. Uh, James is like, I can take you home. I can protect you, and Caesar just like leans in, and puts his puts his chimp mouth up to up to James Franco's ear, and just like Caesar is home.
1: <laughs> wow, I got chills. I know. So <laughs>
0: and I mean, that's it. Probably just actually the weirdest part of the film. Um, it
1: is and funny. that's that's basically
0: it, right? I mean, that's and, the movie. Yeah, that's how the movie ends. Yeah, um, and so they're all just hanging out in the Redwood Forest
1: i have a question for you base okay since you're a neuroscientist hey you got and, my thing right yeah yeah since you're a, fuck, i should have said it wrong <laughs> since you're a neuroscientist um yeah. yes you probably know all about uh monkey linguistics dude so can you tell me is this even like biologically possible for an ape to be able to speak english like verbally speak english well, Sean. As a neuroscientist, of course.
0: Well, Dr. Doc, as a neuroscientist, uh-huh. I'm addressing you, Dr. Sean Grossman. And I'm telling you that there was a useful study that was published back in, I believe, 2016. Oh. And so this was an analysis of the vocal capabilities. In this case, it was, uh, macaque monkeys. Um, because again, we don't macaque monkeys. Um, and we don't. <laughs>
1: Sorry. Damn it. Sorry, I'm five, so (laughs) they said macaque. I, uh...
0: (laughs) you mean mean (laughs) macaque?
1: Wow. We're children. Uh, I have baby cattle out of this out. You probably should. We are are children. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Okay. um, Hmm. uh, Science. Science. Adulting.
0: There was a study published back in 2016 where they took macaque monkeys, and they basically assessed... What are their vocal capabilities? And basically through doing this, they were able to assemble a team uh, using like x-ray stills from a, a video of just like a monkey, like making a variety of noises. Um, this was an actual monkey now, it's not an ape. But they, it's, it's, they kind of say it's, it's safe to assume that they would at least be similar patterns of, 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 um, of vocal capabilities in apes versus this monkey this macaque monkey, and that uh, they can roughly produce sounds that are equivalent to all the necessary vowels, A-E-I-O-U, and that there were a decent number of consonants as well. But the problem is, is that these monkeys are, even though they have the, the biological capability of speaking, there's not enough functional brain power for them to be able to do so
1: because um, they, that's not a primary mode of communication for them so. right
0: right uh they they basically describe it as like these animals these animals are perfectly capable of of speech um but you would need a human brain inside right. the inside to, to be able to you make need it the happen.
1: wiring right you like, need you the need, wiring the yes of everything.
0: yes um
1: and the control
0: exactly uh, I think one of the let's see uh, this was a, this was a, a combination study where it was both um, people this was commented on by people in the psycholinguistics M- Max Planck Institute in the, uh, the the Netherlands also a combination of uh, anthropologists who study the history of human evolution um, who basically came to this this conclusion so I would say that a monkey is capable of speaking. Uh, based on the study based yeah. on the study it has like the basic like vocal cord and like and uh, lip movements yeah and so it has it's 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 equipped but it's not it's the 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 driver is not there to, right. ma- to make it happen and this is actually really cool there's this a, a article posted by this on science magazine uh, and there's actually these really sick audio clips of how they took the sounds made by the macaque and re like, organize them to make the monkey say, will you marry me? Um, <laughs> and it sounds alien as hell. Oh, it
1: sounds horrifying.
0: But you should listen to it. We'll tweet it out. I wonder if we can um, get Kenan...
1: We, we will try it. If you're listening to this episode and it comes up in the episode, that means Kenan edited it in. But... Yeah. That's yeah. up to Ken. We'll see if you can do that. Yeah,
0: I don't know if, if you can download this uh, oh, from... Oh, it could be done. Yeah, we'll find out. Uh, but if if not, we'll tweet it, and then that way you all can listen to it, because it's really creepy.
1: Thank you for that, Pace. You're welcome. Okay. Now, let's rate this bad boy. That was a good one. Right? That's all right. Okay. Um Sean. Oh, I'm first? All right. Sean. Just, Just... Lay it on me. All right, science rating for this movie. Okay, I am going to give this movie. Yes, I'm. I think honestly, if I really, I'm, I'm step ready if back you want to tell me and look at the science. Okay, it's got to be like a one out of five. Oh dang, that's.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I wasn't expecting that high, but that's lower than I was expecting. I'm either
1: going to go a one or a two. Yeah, I can't decide. Yeah. I was really, the only reason I'm going one is because I was so harsh on Jurassic Park. I feel like <laughs> I have to be harsh on this movie. Yeah, yeah. But I'm thinking that I'm going to go with one out of five, honestly, because I think that, like, even the regulatory aspects of developing a treatment were just, like, totally ignored in this movie. Yeah, the it's a problem. The administration, it's not feasible. It's, it's like, not correct, right? Yeah. Like, it's not how you would administer a gene therapy treatment. Like, it's way surpassed what we currently have for our technology yes the mechanism for treating alzheimer's isn't really worked out at all like it's a problem it's being passed on genetically from different generations that's something that probably wouldn't even happen yeah there's just like undescribed brain growth oh and we didn't talk about shit we forgot to mention the movie Because Franklin gets infected with the virus, the aerosol virus, he dies from it later.
0: Yeah, so it wasn't safe to use in humans. Right, and the whole thing
1: is it's not safe to use in humans. So it's like, why is he dying from this virus months later? It doesn't make any sense. Like, you wouldn't have that happen with a gene therapy vector. Yeah. Most of the time, you would just have the cells that got infected die, or you'd have some acute, like fast response that was close to the treatment that is because your body had an immune response right but like you wouldn't have a problem with the virus because the virus all of the viral genetic materials were removed, and you replace it with gene therapy material so well,
0: and it comes down to they, they call it like the more like aggressive viral strain we don't know what that means in yeah the scope of this and so we could they that's probably why they portrayed him dying as just like hand waving like oh like, it oh, was aggressive too aggressive
1: yeah, yeah yeah but like it doesn't make any sense because no. for gene therapy you remove the actual viral DNA and you put in your own DNA so it doesn't replicate it doesn't it just gets into the cell That's it It doesn't do any virus stuff yeah so like I think honestly at every aspect just because the movie was done relatively well and it was entertaining the science if we really step back and look at it I think it's all garbage yeah it's just not this is not like it's not accurate it doesn't seem even feasible and like working in like a modern day society like it is it doesn't seem feasible, so I'm giving it a wild of five. Okay. As far as my entertainment rating for the mm-hmm. movie, I'm going to give it a four out of five. Okay. So I think it's a good movie. I'm not going to put it like five out of five, like this is one of the best no, movies no. I've ever seen. But it was actually, especially for a movie that was like mostly a CGI ape yes. character. Yes. That wasn't vocal. It was actually, it was pretty good. Yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah. I actually liked it. Even And this just goes to show, you know, you don't need good science. To make a good movie, because I thought the science was awful, <laughs> but the movie is yes. still pretty good.
0: Yeah, I mean, so what do you
1: think, Pace? Well,
0: I think that uh, in regards to the science, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I don't like to be. I'm kind of my original brand on this podcast was to be a little bit extra harsh. I think I am actually going to give this a one out of five because you make a good point. The, if if I were to give it a two out of five, the only reason that I would would be because. They cloak a lot of their bad science in like fluffy, comfortable terms that we are familiar are, that we are familiar with, with as scientists. They use like the terms like they use the term gene therapy, and they, they use all these words that mean that are close to our hearts uh, in regards to what we work on. But actually, they're just using them as buzzwords. So I'm really just gonna like, I'm gonna give it one because the gene therapy they propose for Alzheimer's is not feasible whatsoever passing on the genetic material from down to your offspring not feasible
1: their sample size even
0: there's i mean yeah i mean the way that they go about using this drug and testing it makes no sense um it's it's not it's it's interesting they bring the science that they address in this film is interesting and it brought up some really great topics of conversation mm-hmm. like the possibility of using gene therapy for alzheimer's the complications of using animal studies versus humans and can it translate well? All very important yeah, very, and interesting topics. Yeah. Um, but the way that they portrayed it in the film was just not accurate. Right. So you have to just give it a one.
1: Which I think is why I thought the movie was still entertaining. Exactly. It was still interesting it's stuff. Still but it's interesting. just not accurate. So sorry. No, that's okay. I
0: agree 100 percent with what with, with that assessment. Um, and then I think for entertainment, uh, for being like this was intended to be a big blockbustery like film and like they i it wasn't trying to be anything super intellectual or or impressive but i so i'm I'm gonna give i'm gonna give it a four out of five because i did really enjoy the film um yeah yeah i mean like i wasn't convinced by james franco's acting a lot of the time but i mean it was good it was good
1: enough yeah it it was it was weird like yeah the science wasn't great. It's like a CGI ape and, like, James Franco's cast as a scientist, but it ended up being pretty good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was a movie that when I saw the previews, I was like, wow, that looks like a dumpster fire. Yeah. And then, like, we watched it. And I'm like, this is not bad, you know? I think like, that's exactly boring. how I felt after I watched it. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. Like, I was, I think it's because we didn't have high expectations, too. Part of it's like, yes. you don't go in like, oh, I heard this was, like, a Emmy, like, you know that Dallas Buyers Club, it wins Academy Awards. You're like, right. this has, someone thought this was a good movie. You yes. know? Like Planet of the Apes. Anyways, well, it's good. It is, so we, we landed with our same same reviews. We did, we did. And yeah. Kenan gave it a zero out of five because he's he didn't pay attention.
0: Yeah, he can't understand what's good he about it understand. because he didn't watch yeah, it. Yeah, he's, so. you know.
1: So this is the part where we normally do our listener questions, but this episode, we don't have any listener Spoiler. questions.
0: no one likes us no no people like (laughs) us they just
1: we also didn't put out like an announcement asking for questions which is totally fine it's our fault it's Um, our fault our next movie for our next episode
0: we are going to watch the movie castaway i know i know what a good movie with tom starring tom hanks thomas hanks and wilson and wilson
1: (laughs) yes tom hanks and wilson that's all that's all people it's in it. That's it. Yep, that's the whole movie.
0: And uh did we do it? Do we make a podcast? I think
1: we did it. Um yeah, so if you have any qu- so this episode again, sorry it's late. It's going to come out on the 8th, which is Friday, June yes. 8th. Um we'll be back on our normal Wednesday release after that. So 2 weeks uh from today is what is that? 2 weeks from today is the June 20th. 20th. So on June 20th, Castaway is going to come out. So if you have any questions about science in the movie or, you know, Things, questions about other previous movies we've done, just hit us up on our Gmail. It's realsciencecast at gmail or on Twitter, we're at realsciencecast, or you can look at our Facebook page, which is Real Science Cast. Yes. Um, so if you have any questions about that, that episode will come out on the twentieth. Yes. And it'll be Castaway.
0: I also want to thank Otis McDonald. Hey. For letting us use his awesome music. Thank you, Otis. As our intro and outro for our show uh i also want to thank our patrons yes we don't have very many but we love them all uh for their donations to our show yes
1: um so we appreciate everybody's a patron if you want to become a patron to the show the show will always be free but if you feel like putting in a little extra um to help us out with our production costs and you really want to support the show you can go to our patreon and we only have one donor level right now but in the future, the next probably few months, we will start adding extra goals and maybe some bonus content. But that we're is, getting there. That's down the pipeline. Kenan has to graduate first and then Pace has to graduate. So. Yes. We're
0: getting there. We're getting there. Um, and I think I think that's it. Yeah. That's everything. Right? All, right. All right. You want to take us out, Sean, with with that good
1: outro phrase? Uh, sure. Do you want to say your name and where people can find you on the Oh, internet? sure. <laughs> Pace, where can people find you on the internet?
0: You can find me at Michael C Pace on Twitter, and I would love to talk to you about just about all the crazy things that we do in this in this in this thing that we call life. <laughs>
1: okay, good. So, if you want to join Pace on this crazy Twitter chat, <laughs> feel free to. Um, Sean, where can we find you? Just comment on the Facebook page; I will respond.
0: I was on I was on campus today. Did I tell you this? I was on campus today and then I, I looked, um, I was taking a walk as I sometimes do to kind of clear my head a little bit. I was taking a stroll around campus. Um, and I found this rock and. I, I looked underneath it, and then, like, just Sean was there.
1: He was, he was just
0: there. And I was like, Sean, what are you doing here? And then you were like, I live here.
1: I said, close the rock. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. Yes. Of course. Um, well, thanks.
1: Thanks for that, Pace.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. You can talk to Sean on the Facebook page. He'd love to chat with you. Yes. Um, Until next time,
1: stay classy. Whoa. Okay. I'm Sean Crossan. I'm Michael Pace. Stay classy. Stay classy. Stay classy. And... You don't need good science to make a good movie.
0: But it sure makes it better.